Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! Apparently it's noon on Friday, December 10th, and this is news that you can use with your dear friends Ray and Zach from YAA. Hey, if it's taxable, it's negotiable. How you doing there, handsome? I love that new haircut. At the door. Can you let him in? Yeah. Oh, it, it, it's the F&I goddess hiding behind a, a, a holiday tree. <laughs> Miss Kimberly Klein, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> My holiday tree with yes. my little holiday bird. I'm feeling so festive today. And you're, may, may I say you're looking festive as well? Well, thank you. I'm going skiing later today. Well, cool. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, dang, it's good to have you. Good to have you both back. Justice, thanks for being with us here this morning. Jeannie's here as well. Jordan. Hi, space love having you here uh let's see igor is also in the house with us he's back from sunny florida that sounds really pleasant this time yeah neil good to see you as well gang pops miss kimberly klein we got a pretty interesting topic that we're going to talk about today the digitization of dealerships is that kind of like a fair way to phrase what we're going to be talking about well, it's certainly better than a digital exam, but yes, yes, we can talk about <laughs> the digitization <laughs> of the dealership. <laughs> Melissa's, <laughs> Melissa's here with us as well. Melissa, I'm going to email you later. Also, Igor, we're thinking about doing a Boston YAA meetup, so I'm just planting a seed there. So anyway, I'll email you, get in touch soon about that. Um, all right, we're going to be talking about, essentially, I guess this is like a white paper that Cox Automotive put out. Let me pull it up on the screen. I'll kind of cue it up for us, and then the three of us can all have our different opinions on it and talk about it. This was on, on December 1st, the so beginning of this month, transformation towards, toward, excuse me, e-commerce and automotive retailing. I think it should be transformation towards e-commerce. There should be an S there, shouldn't there? Um, I would think. I would say, yeah. But I'm going to write a letter to the editor. I, they I have an editor? <laughs> Evidently not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so essentially, guys, this article, it's, it's a pretty long read. I mean, just to like scroll through it. I mean, there's a there's a lot of material in here. What it's yes. saying at, at a very high level is we known, we've known for a long time. What's I think it says in here, 1890. Yeah. The first car dealership opened. Let me zoom in on that. In 1897. Okay. Okay, and it was it was in 1897 that the first car salesman told the first lie. Dad, just, yeah, this this Model T has everything. <laughs> <laughs> so the first car dealership was in 1897, and it says dealerships are comfortable with the in-store selling process because it has worked so well for the past 120, 125 years. But it's then saying consumers, uh, while retailer processes and approaches have evolved, consumer buying preferences and patterns have evolved even further. Dealerships must continue their evolution when it comes to e-commerce. E-commerce, they must transform. So this white paper essentially outlines why now is the time where we're seeing the real push to car dealers being very different in the not too distant future. I know both of you guys have had a chance to read through the article. Pops, I'll kick it to you first. What was your big takeaway? How, how do you think about this? My big takeaway was that of the 17,000 
new car dealerships that are out there and the God knows how many used car dealerships, um, they saw the future and they're, they're sticking with the past. Okay. Um, the vast majority of dealerships, regardless of what consumers might want, they, they know better. The dealerships know better. The consumers don't know it, but the dealerships know what's best for you, which is why they're going to probably keep the process the same as it is for the vast majority of dealerships. Now, my personal opinion is that the dealerships should evolve and become more customer friendly and, and, and move into the digitization of e-commerce. But my fear is that the vast majority would be too afraid to do so. Kimberly? I took notes on this. Okay. So, so, uh, and I'm always, I love these kind of topics because we usually, the three of us have different viewpoints on it. It's going to be a hybrid of the two. I, I think you're going to see these dealerships move forward and try it, but the growing pains of said digitization may get in the way. Um, one of my notes here is, you know, the article went on to talk about getting the right people to work getting the mindset of people to work well the pros and the cons it's wonderful to have that mindset of the future and moving forward in digitization um but whenever you talk about getting a mindset amongst a group of people to all be the same especially in a dealership amongst um, salespeople, fni people whoever is working there it's tough is that going to work i don't know but you know what will work Incentivization, incentive. <laughs> See, that's three times best. Incentive. Okay. Incentivization. Incentivization. Yeah, one of them too. Okay, so <laughs> incentives, motivation, it all goes together. So as long as these dealerships create um, incentive models with compensation plans that make sense. I think you will see more mindsets opening up. I definitely agree, just in the sense that money talks, right? Like at the end of the day, that's what motivates pretty much everyone is like making sure they have a yeah. roof over their heads and money talks. I, I, I agree with a lot of what Kimberly says, uh, especially with trying to change the mindset. It is, it is virtually impossible to take people who have been in the car business for a very long time, 15, 20, 25, 30 years or more, and who have done things uh, the way that dealerships have been operating for all that time, and then suddenly convince them that there's a new, better way to do it. And they're going to look at you and go, no, there's not. Uh, you can try and convince me all you want, and, and what happens in dealerships that will try to move to a more customer-centric, more customer-friendly digi digitized selling platform, um, what will happen is the older salespeople, the, the more experienced salespeople, the more successful salespeople that have been there for a long time, they will leave. They will leave and go to another dealership that operates in the manner to which they have grown accustomed all this time. So what what happens when you try and do this trans transformation is you need to bring in, in most cases, new people, because this dramatically impacts your sales staff, your sales management staff, 
Because if you can't get sales management buy-in, you're never getting sales staff buy-in. And it impacts the F&I staff. Um, and and it, 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 is a, it is a massive undertaking in trying to change um, thinking. Uh, and, and the only reason I can say this is I've been part of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for years, the people that I used to work for, I kept saying, geez, wouldn't it be nice if we worked in a negotiation-free selling system? And eventually they decided to try it. Now, it was successful at the mini store. There was buy-in at the mini store. It wasn't quite as successful at our Audi store um, because there wasn't quite the same level of, of buy-in from the sales staff or the F&I manager, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, because when he saw this whole thing coming, he says, they're, they're trying to do away with my job. And we weren't trying to do away with his job. We were just trying to change his his thinking. And it it was it worked at the mini store. It absolutely failed at the Audi store because that we just couldn't bring in enough people that were willing to accept the new premise. And and that's the hard part. So it's it's really much more of a staffing issue than anything. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I mean, I'd take it a step further. Like it's a psychological pushback. Like I've been able to make a living in this way. That's really healthy and good for my family. And now you're telling me it needs to be done entirely differently. And I think one of the things that I'll pull up here on the screen, just to kind of help drive the conversation is the Cox article talks about, says it right here. We know that offering the buying process online is paying off with 74% of car buyers in 2020 reporting that they were happier compared to the previous year due to the increase in online shopping time uh, spent uh, versus time spent at the dealership. So as consumers, if we want to have a more positive experience going through the car buying process, we want to be able to have more control. We want to do it online ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then we want to be able to go into a dealership and kind of like consummate things. Like that's how I'm interpreting this. I don't think anyone on this team here or even in the chat says we're getting rid of test drives we're getting rid of the whole dealership they're going by the wayside it's going to look and feel different but consumers are happier and so if the consumer is happier and a salesperson isn't because they can't control the whole situation or maybe they're not making as much gross profit i think to your point that they're not going to go to another dealership they're going to get fired because at the end of the day money talks profit talks and the dealership's going to make more money if they have a higher customer satisfaction well, and, and I think Kimberly can speak to what I'm about to talk about. Um, in all the years I was in business, you know, there's every manufacturer sends out surveys to their customers who buy cars. And the biggest pain point, and, and Kimberly mm-hmm. can confirm this, is <laughs> the time that it takes to go through the process to buy a car. And then every manufacturer comes into every dealership and says, we have to improve the process so that we can improve the time that it takes. And manufacturers have been talking about this for, I don't know, as long as you've been in the business. They've been talking about it for 20, 25 years that I was in the business. And we've never really seen a change. Um, even though everybody agrees that there needs to be a change, there never is a change. Um Would you agree with that, Kimberly? Yes, and I'm so glad that you brought that up because this article does kind of break out. There's even a sentence in there that says something about 
you know, if consumers can do part of this digitally, then it frees up the F&I manager to be able to do the time consuming things like putting difficult loans together, for example. Um, that all sounds good on paper, but it, it just it just doesn't work. Here's what I like. I appreciate the fact that a consumer has more time now to do their homework. Um, they're more educated. They have time to read about products because the F&I manager is, uh, I don't know, emailing or virtually sending somehow a menu and going over that. Video. I think the article also mentioned video. Video is powerful. And I think we've learned this. So the more time that the consumer has to be educated before the F&I experience, the better. Does that alleviate an, a finance manager or the time of getting into the finance office or getting that paperwork accomplished? A finance manager is still going to be bogged down with challenged credit loans. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a drive through like at McDonald's or something. This takes time. And that's why there's always been that pain point, Ray, that CSI score uh, getting dinged because of the time it took to get into to the finance office. It's because of the things that you don't see, the loan structure, the difficult ones, the tough ones that you're trying to get done. They can take days sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Let's dig into that a little bit, right? Because we don't have to, um, you know, just like in the abstract, think about, well, what does this look like when it does happen? There are companies that are already selling online and look what's happening. I mean, do I need to pull up the Better Business Bureau reviews for Carvana and Vroom right now? Because it's, two stars for Carvana and 1.15 for Vroom with a customer advisory out that says don't buy cars from, from Vroom. So when you do go fully digital, but the legal and regulatory hurdles to be able to process paperwork or all the systems, they're yeah. not there yet, ready? They're not already there. Mm -hmm. You're going to end up with our thousands upon thousands of complaints to the Better Business Bureau because people don't have titles and registration for their vehicles. Yep. And then so you I, have that too. I think we've got good, like we've got good motives to like push towards, towards digitiz digitization because it will ultimately, I think, decrease the amount of cost associated with having to buy and sell cars, which at the end of the day is a bit of efficiency, but we're not there yet. All the proof is in those that are trying to do it right now. They're not there yet. There may be another three, five years away. And it's not necessarily explicitly just their fault. There are a lot of, I imagine, hurdles at like the state and legal, uh, state and federal uh, uh, level in terms of how you have to document things and the paperwork. And a, a lot of that, I imagine, will be trimmed down over the next few years, or at least made more electronic and digitized so that it can be done programmatically rather than, you know, someone by hand uh, with, with paper. I, I agree with that, but I, there's, I, in my heart of hearts, um, I, I believe that there's not enough dealerships out there that really care that 74% of the customers find it easier and less time consuming to do, to do it digitally, to, to participate more through an e-commerce type of format than in, in the dealership format. And until that becomes the vast majority of dealerships agree with that. I don't think we're going to see significant changes. I think we'll see minor incremental changes. Uh, I know, like you like to say, well, you, you, you know, you have to you have to crawl before you can walk, and you have to walk before you can run. And and I think we're really just getting to the crawl stage. Um, 
and it'll take a number of years to convince a vast majority of dealerships that it, ultimately it's in their best interest to change the way they they do this. Uh, but I, I don't see it happening quickly at all. I, I, I think we're really in the formative stages of it. And it doesn't matter that this is what the customers would prefer. It's still not what the dealerships would prefer. And mm. dealerships dealerships tend not to really care to look at the entire process through the customer's eyes. They only they only look at it through their eyes and think, well, they know what the customer wants. And if the customer doesn't, we're going to tell them this is really the way you want it to be. Yeah, I appreciate that the article brought out um, this heavy idea of concierge service of customer. It's all about the customer experience. Um, and do remember that there, it's a broad spectrum. There's still uh, these people over here that they want a physical experience. They still mm -hmm. want to be in the dealership. And then there's the other end of the spectrum where they don't. They want to sit behind a computer and do it all from there. Um, but the concierge, I, I like that. I tell you, I've ordered some furniture online. Never did that before. I always went to the furniture store. But. They brought it to my home. They carried it up the stairs. They white gloved it the whole way. It took away all the trash and the wrapping that came with it. Set it where I wanted it. Wow, was that a great digital experience for me? Can that happen with dealerships? I'm I'm with Ray on that. Dealerships have to really, really want that first. And dealerships are rooted in process. They are. They've got their feet dug deep in their process. So in order to change that mindset, I think it's going to take bulldozers. And, and Zach, <laughs> a lot of those, a lot of those processes started in 1897. Yes, they did. <laughs> yes, they did. So one topic I want to bring up really quick, and then I want to go to the chat. Um, and so a couple, a couple things going through my head. One is I think, um, used cars are very different than new cars in this buy online, uh, uh approach. Yeah. The thought of buying a used car sight unseen fully online, oh my God, that gives me like a lot of pause, uh, very much so a lot of pause. New cars, however, we've talked a lot recently about there was a KPMG survey that came out and some of the, the, the ways that we've been interpreting the ways like uh, uh, Ford CEO has said Jim Farley about would you ever um, set up your EV company to be a separate entity from Ford? Well, what does that then facilitate? The opportunity for them to sell direct to consumer because there's carve out laws if you have a separate entity that like on, on the new car side, I see a path like I can. That to me is more tangible. The idea of direct to consumer from the manufacturer, price is price, do most of it online. Distribution centers could be where the dealerships are. Dealerships still make a ton of money on the service side. Like I'm starting to be able to visualize and I'm not saying that's next week. Or next year, I think that's probably still 10 years off, but I'm starting to be able to put together the pieces towards that type of model. The used car side, I don't see how that ever really goes fully digital. Is anyone ever going to be? I mean, I guess people buy houses sight unseen. I guess you get a home inspection, so it's the same thing you get the pre purchase inspection on the car, but used car deals are just so much more complex. And even from the back office side, too, the finance side, like that, it's just more complex, I think. I yeah, agree I with. Go ahead, Kimberly. No, you go first. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I agree, but I disagree. And here's why I disagree. Um, to me, it doesn't make sense to buy a used car sight unseen because, well, it's used. Okay. And, and 
anything that's used, you really need to take a good look at. But apparently, there's a lot of people out there that are very happy to buy a used vehicle entirely online. Look at the growth of Carvana. Look at the growth rate of Vroom. Uh, I, I, I guarantee you where Shift is available, it, it has the same type of growth rate. Um, so there are people that are out there that are willing to do it. What they, what these consumers don't realize is they're working in their worst, best interest. Okay. It's a pre-owned car. Every pre-owned car should have a pre-purchase inspection. Not, not after you've bought it because they give you a seven day return policy or a 30 day return policy. It's before you buy it. And older people, such as myself, I don't think would ever gravitate to buying a pre-owned car entirely online because don't take this the wrong way when I say it, but we know better. <laughs> okay. We're wiser about this. You don't buy anything used that you don't touch, feel, look at. Okay. But, but your generation, Zach, Apparently, we didn't pass any of this wisdom down to your generation. They don't know better. They'll buy anything online, <laughs> new or used. They don't care. Um, so I, I agree that, that yes, but I disagree. I, I, I think your generation and a slightly younger generation are soon to be the vast majority of the uh, American population. And... I hate to say it, but you kids are fools. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, even I thought to myself that, okay, Ray, yes, but these places are going to get bad reputations, right? Things are going to go wrong, as we have seen with Carvana. Um, however, the regular old dealership process has never been a pleasant experience either, and yet people still buy. So I don't know what I, I just don't because I, I was thinking, well, maybe maybe the, all the negative things that are happening with these online platforms, buying cars that way will do them in eventually. But will that's they? A really? That's a, honestly that I haven't thought about that at all. Kimberly, that is so spot on. It's like the process has been really challenging for the consumer. The process is still really challenging for the consumer, but now in new ways. It'll yeah, like that's just that's kind of the status quo in automotive. Want to pull up yeah. J and LW's comment here in the chat, and then I want to change gears just a little bit. Talk a little bit about pre-purchase inspections, and also Miss Kimberly Klein. One thing that you're noticing from talking to some of our YAA members about the extended warranties and maintenance plans, and a lot of confusion out there in the market. J and LW, let's hit on this really quick. I was in car sales for a long time and had a friend who said that salespeople will not be needed in the future. And I'm starting to believe it. Pops and Kimberly, want to get your feedback or reaction to this, especially in light of we've had conversations on this channel. BMW has geniuses now instead of salespeople or in, in, in conjunction with salespeople. What's your take on that, Dad? Um, I think they'll always be salespeople. They'll just have a different title and, they'll, and they will be taught different ways in which to uh, persuade the customer to do what it is they wanted to do just sooner than they might have wanted to do it. But, but their title won't be salesperson, but they'll still be a salesperson. I agree. 
And to me, it sounds like I've heard so many things over the years that were going to change and they never did. Supposedly, finance was going to be all flats. Everybody, every finance manager was going to get paid on a flat fee, meaning there will be no points being held ever again. It's happening. It's happening next week, next month, next year. It never <laughs> happens. So, no. I, Two I quick things from the chat. I agree with both of you. Uh, Mark says, as someone searching for a car, I'm always happier when they hand me off to a product specialist instead of a salesperson. That makes sense, Mark. And also, Mark, if you are searching for a car, it's not live yet. It's password protected still, but join yaa.com slash cards. If you look on the community forum, you can get the password there. We'll help you out with your car search. And guys, I also want to mention, if you are at the dealership and you have questions, we have our live chat, 9 a.m. Eastern to 9 p.m. Eastern. Justice is on here. I think Phil is helping out in here. Space might even be there occasionally. We got a whole team behind the scenes. So if you are at a dealership, you're working a car deal, you've got questions, just come into your account, click on start live chat. Now, Pops and Kimberly, can we take a moment to talk about, uh, Kimberly, what you've been hearing from some of the consult calls that you do with our members who are interested in buying extended warranties? They want peace of mm-hmm. mind. Got it. We understand it. What's one of the things that you've been hearing about recently that's kind of, should I go Should I go there? Should I say frost in your cookies? Uh, I, I would say frosting my cookies. I would go that far to frost my cookies. Absolutely. So in one week, three people said to me, you know, Kimberly, I'm shopping around. I'm so, by the way, I'm really glad to see people being mm-hmm. educated to the point where they are actually doing their due diligence to shop around for extended warranties. Um, however, three people in the same week said, yeah, but ABC company told me that their extended warranty includes maintenance. Like I get X amount of oil changes and filters and blah, blah, blah. What I want to tell people is that no extended warranty includes maintenance. So if you have someone tell you that their extended warranty includes maintenance, even if it's one oil change, then you say, well, break that out for me because I know there's no such animal. There is no such animal. Why is that? Because extended warranties, vehicle service contracts don't cover what? What don't they cover? Maintenance items? Maintenance items. (laughs) So there are two different animals. There's an extended warranty. There's a maintenance plan. There's called bundling that a finance manager might say, you know, I'll give you both of these for X amount of price. Okay. They're still itemized out. No maintenance plan includes, I'm sorry, no vehicle service contract includes maintenance doesn't happen so you simply say show me the price what's the price of the maintenance what's the price of the vehicle service contract i'm talking about extended warranty or extended warranty companies that are popping up online too and within these organizations they have agents that you get on the phone with where one agent will tell you this and one agent will tell you something completely different so Kimberly, just say to that end i i don't i, I don't know if told you the story. I filled out, I think it was on CarCheck's website. I filled out their form. And then I immediately, about three minutes later, get a phone call from like Supreme Car Care, which I did not fill out their form. Turns out when you fill out forms on these like online websites, they sell your, the way they make money is two ways. One, if they sell you an extended warranty, 
great. They make money that way. The other way, they immediately broker out your data to other companies. I know. I encourage you to try it, but use a burner phone number because you're about to be hit up for weeks. Um, And I immediately got like Supreme Car Care, which is a broker. And I was like, okay, so what are the rates? And I got a quote for a car checks product through Supreme Car Care. It was like $2,400 or something like that. And then Car Checks calls me 15 minutes later. And I'm on the phone with Car Checks and Car Checks quotes me like $2,600 for the same problem. Like, what is going on here? So you're, so you're so right. Like actually getting A, the contract and B, just like a breakdown of what the heck you're actually buying. It's crazy to think, but even with these online companies that are trying yeah. to be more like consumer friendly, it's a total PETA, total pain in the butt. Get it in writing. Yeah. See the contract. The thing is, let me say this real quick. The thing is, in the finance office, it'll break out on your purchase order bill of sale. But when you're talking to somebody over the phone and they say this includes maintenance too, you can't see that itemization. This is where you want to protect yourself and say, I know that maintenance is not included. How much am I paying for the maintenance? 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Just want to comment on George's question here. Do extended warranties cover EV lithium ion battery packs? Some do, some don't. So you got to check. Like, for example, our Supreme Plus does cover battery packs. So that would be if you get a quote from us, it does. But you have to double check because one of our, our Supreme doesn't, but the Supreme Plus does. So anyway, you, you got to check every single contract. want to welcome Mike Dean. He hopped in here with us. Mike Dean. You, Mike. Always good to see you. Also, uh, USATF Jumper. I got to remember everyone's names, but it's it's, it's challenging. Um, I wanted to bring up one final thing, but we got a team meeting. I've got a meeting. I got to be on in, in a minute. They, they put me back to back today, guys. I Why? will pull it up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why? You're they- the boss. Why? <laughs> That's a good point. Well, I could leave, but you guys could stay. Yeah, but then we I couldn't mean, end the broadcast could. ever. Yeah, yeah I was saying, we go on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. So let's let's end today's show on a high note, which is well, actually, it's a low note, but we it's can. Not a high, a high note. note. <laughs> Man buys used car for seventeen thousand dollars. Days later, it needs fifteen thousand dollars in repairs. I should have played. I really should have played. Let me do it right now. Really? You've you gotta, gotta be, be kidding, kidding me. me. Pops, I know you're passionate about this subject. Kimberly, you are as well. What should this gentleman have done? Um, well, <clears throat> first of all, he shouldn't have been looking at a high mileage 2012 BMW X drive. Um, that's first of all. But what he should have done when he decided to look at it was to get a pre-purchase inspection. There is no reason on god's green earth assuming the earth is still green in most parts um <laughs> that you wouldn't that you wouldn't get a uh, a pre-purchase inspection uh, and and the reason is twofold you want to protect yourself and and in a sense you want to put the dealer on notice that you know what the hell you're doing um you there, there's no such thing as an older BMW that isn't a money pit. So, at the very and 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 the response from the Dodge dealership where this guy bought this car was, "We're a Dodge dealership. What do we know about BMWs?" I mean, come on. Yeah, we encourage our people, our customers, to go get a pre-purchase inspection. Uh, 
you know, so so a it's it's shame on the dealer for not doing any work to the vehicle prior to putting it up for sale, but bigger shame on the customer for not protecting his own interest by getting a, a pre-purchase inspection. So the whole thing, it's always important to get a pre-purchase inspection. Any and and that's why, ladies and gentlemen, you don't buy used cars online, or in this case, you you shouldn't have bought a used car in person without the PPI. I'm off my soapbox now. I mean, what he said. <laughs> I'll, I'll, all right, two two final shots so we can make this a high note. We partnered with Lemon Squad. They offered us, hey, if you if you refer someone to us, we'll give you ten percent uh, kickback. And I said, we don't want the ten percent kickback. We want a ten percent discount for our members. Join yaa.com/inspection. That'll get you ten percent off on a Lemon Squad pre-purchase inspection benefit for you. And also, if you end up buying a vehicle service contract, the extended warranty from YAA on your used car will pay for the uh, pre-purchase inspection. So that's a good way to get a free pre-purchase inspection if you end up buying the VSC through us. In this case, for this poor gentleman, yeah, that's just pre-purchase inspections. We don't we don't make money. We just tell you, like, do it, do it. It makes sense. What and do you do? What do you do though if if the dealership says, yeah, but we're going to sell this tomorrow? You know, how, there's this time constraint thing. So you just have to be prepared to walk away from that then. Bingo. And, and and there are dealerships out there that won't let you or won't help facilitate doing a pre-purchase inspection. And that is the first red flag that, that you should say oh, to yeah. yourself, I'm not buying a car here. That, it's the, just uh, that simple. The alarm bells. Yeah. There they go. They're just yeah, going up. Absolutely. All right, gang. I am three minutes late for this meeting. I am totally in deep i appreciate both your time happy friday pops live tomorrow night in person here from the bethesda office i can't wait for that um really looking forward to it that's back on the yaa channel and uh yeah kimberly thanks for being a part of kimberly's corner i don't know what we do without you i love you guys so much thank you for having me i love this and i hope we help people i think we do thank you and and zach send me an email of what i have to bring with me tomorrow Oh, let's just talk tonight. Yeah, definitely the other mic that you got there, audio interface, because mine only has one input, the preamp. Uh, oh, yeah, bring, like bring, I said, bring give a, me that bring, email. Bring me uh, my swim trunks. I forgot my swim trunks at your place. Uh, did you really? <laughs> um, deodorant and toothpaste. Love you guys. Really See you later. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.